All right, welcome everybody to our Wednesday Zoom call with the whole community. We got quite a few people already on. I'm sure we'll get some more that trickle in here in a little bit. Uh, today, we are talking, our, our main topic that I want to talk on is using food as a therapist. Um, I'm sure you can kind of uh, gather with the context clues what that kind of looks like, what it all entails. Um, I think it's something that we all do, um, even the best of us from time to time. Um, and then some of us, it's a daily thing. So we're going to chat about that. But first, as I said, the people that were on the Zoom call tonight get first access. So you'll get like a two or three day head start um, with my Thriving Lives Kitchen, um, uh, which I think uh, I forgot who it was that gave me the idea to that name. But either way, thank you, whoever it was. I forgot who it was. Um, oh, Camin. Camin. That's who it was. Anyway. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. So actually I am going to share my screen so you guys can see what I'm talking about. And then after the zoom call, I will send it to you guys. Um, or maybe I can put it down here in the chat as well, but let me go ahead and share my screen real quick. If I can find it. There it is. All right, here it comes. Um, open system preferences. Come on again. All right, maybe I can't share the screen. I'll figure this out. I have a new laptop. I'm not using my current, my normal laptop. So anyway, I'm going to send you guys the, the link to that. You can kind of look it over, but I'm really excited about it. It's just a kind of pre preliminary look of it. Um, there's going to be eight full chapters on there. I'll just kind of read them out real quick. Um, I got breakfasts, um, breakfasts, banging breakfast, uh, the lunchbox, so your lunch meals, delectable dinners, scrumptious snacks on there. Um, chapter five is going to be how to efficiently meal prep. So, you know, I've can I, I put together videos and stuff like that for you guys in the past. This will just be kind of a written version of some of those things and plus kind of expanding on some things as well. Um, sauces and seasonings is chapter six. Chapter seven is going to be macro swaps. So how you can, you know, go go change up your, your protein options, your carb options, all that good stuff. Um, and then a chapter eight on fiber and how to get in more fiber as well. Um, so on this first one, I've got five breakfasts. I have five different lunches and five different dinners. Um, each of those or majority of those all have a low, a moderate, a high carb and a low fat option as well. And with little details on how you can make those adjustments and with the macros of each of those, um, it comes with the ingredients and a picture of what it's going to you know, kind of look like as well. Um, but this is not necessarily that you have to absolutely stick to some of these things, but it's going to show you how you can kind of um, make some adjustments with meals. So you can follow it exactly as written. You might need more protein. You might need less protein. You know, you might be able to use two or three of those these meals a day. Um, I would still recommend based off time and meal prepping um, or at least, you know, grocery shopping and stuff like that is maybe pick a couple, um, maybe, maybe two breakfasts, two lunches, two dinners, and then buy the ingredients for just that stuff, as opposed to trying to have completely different breakfast, lunches, and dinners every day. Um, unless you are a stay at home person with, with, with no job and nothing but time on your hands, then it's much easier to kind of, you know, simplify things with a couple different meals. But anyway, though, so that's super exciting. Um, there's some different avenues I want to take with this. Um, so I've got to kind of figure things out. I have a couple different thoughts in my, my head about how I want to handle this, but as of now, what I'm thinking this is going to be, is going to be a subscription model. It'll likely be really low cost, like five or $10. I'll probably start with like a pre-sale of $5 and you'll be grandfathered in on that rate, um, for that forever. Um, and every month I will send you guys a new link with new meals on there. I don't know if I'm going to replace meals with new meals or just add to it. So you constantly have the same five plus new ones, plus new ones over the course of time. So 
couple of avenues to go with it. So uh, once you guys get this link, please give me some feedback on it. I would love to hear your thoughts and opinions. Um, right now there's not, so it shows you like the ingredients that are within the food. And then it also shows you the macros for it. A lot of it is pretty self-explanatory. I mean, if you're doing the, the tacos one for, for, for lunch, you know how to make a taco. So you don't really need a recipe how to do that. Uh, but some of these things, you know, I understand that not everybody here is super adept when it comes to meal prepping and cooking, um, you know, cooking ground beef, cooking tr- chicken and stuff like that. So I will, like I said, in the efficient uh, meal prep um, chapter, kind of talk about that a little bit as well. So anyway, I'll get off the topic of this. Like I said, I will here. Actually, I'm going to see if I can go ahead and just add that link to it um, to the chat box here down at the bottom. One second. Um, if I can do that. This will make things a whole lot easier for us all. Um, I had it there. Sorry, one second. All right, we got the copy, and I'm gonna put it right down here in the chat box for you guys. And it is there now. So this should take you, if you click that link, you should be able to do this even while I'm talking right now, and it should take you straight to that little recipe book. So it's a little ebook. Um, so you can kind of look through that. I probably should have just did that when I first started talking about it. But anywho, so look at that kind of on your own time or if you have time to right now um, as I'm talking about everything else. So our topic, though, like I said, is using food as a therapist. Um, so I would love to hear your guys' thoughts, opinions, um, you know, your relationship with food and and kind of everything that we're talking about. But so essentially what this what this means um, is, you know, we have stresses in life. We have hard days. We have good things, bad things, deaths that happen, all that good stuff. And um, I feel like the entire world, but especially here in America, we use food as reasons to celebrate. We use food as ways to to cope with whatever it is that we're dealing with. And really when it comes down to it is, um, I mean, I, I think it's a couple things, but one of the main things is it's something that we have control over and it's something that we know can give us gratification and happiness even if it's only for one or two minutes at a time, even if it is. Oh, somehow I just sent it to uh, Evan, my bad, Dexter. Thanks for saying that. So Evan, you got the link first, actually. Um, You've got a question. I'll come back to it, Evan. I I see that on there as well. Anyway, though, so coming back to it. Sorry, I got a little distracted. Um, or is that here? So we're using food as, as as a way because it's it's a it's a way that we can find gratification even in the worst of our days. Um, so I don't need to go into what that could possibly look like, but so it's gonna it's gonna give us happiness in that moment, um, even if it's literally just you know a Hershey's kiss. It gives us a, a moment of bliss, a moment of little happiness, and and that and that feels good. Um, but then more is always better, right? That's usually how how people kind of go with food is you know, one bite was good. So I might, I can't stop myself. I'm going to keep going with it. And so one big key here, and this is, this is why, uh, you know, making lifestyle changes isn't as simple as just eat healthier food. Um, because that doesn't, that isn't factoring in stress. That isn't factoring in our mindset in the way that, that our brain has been wired for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Um, including, you know, as, as a kid, sometimes you're, you're even rewarded with food as different things, you know, after a baseball game, you're getting rewarded. If you played well and you worked hard on going out and getting this, um, if you get an A plus on a test, like maybe that was a reward for some sort of food, maybe you're getting ice cream with it. So all these things, while, while they definitely make sense as uses, um, especially with kids, like, like how do we motivate them? Well, that, that, that's an easy one. Um, 
but then that kind of, you know, screws up our wiring a little bit as we get older, because now we're looking for all these reasons and all these excuses to go out and have really, really tasty food. And not that we can't have tasty food, but all things in moderation, all things in balance. Um, so that's kind of where we're at with it though. So we need to rewire a lot of our mindsets when it comes to food. And one big step to that is being mindful and reflective in the moment, which is always extremely hard to do, especially if you're a super emotional person, um, an impulsive person, somebody like that, who just acts without thinking first, um, you're, you probably struggle with this a whole, whole lot. And so the key here is to, to be able in one area of progress is to be able to, to, to realize it quicker when you're stressed and when you're making a choice that is 100% stress induced. And you know that you just want that quick little gratification. And so then in those moments, if you can, if you can recognize that stress and, and rethink and really think about how is this actually going to affect me, not just in this moment when I'm, when I'm hungry and I, this sounds good, but how is this going to affect my stress levels over the, the following days? You know, for all of us here, we all have, we're all here for a certain reason. We're here for a body goal, a health goal, you know, maybe our lab work numbers are off, whatever the case is, we're all here for a certain reason. And eating a bunch of junk food, eating a bunch of fast food is obviously not aligned with literally any of our goals. Um so we've got to be able to stop ourselves in the moment and think about, okay, why do I have this craving? Why why do I want to go have this food right now? What is it actually going to provide me? Is it just going to provide me five minutes of happiness or is it going to be providing me some other benefit? Well, generally, it's only going to be providing me that five minutes of happiness. So then let's think about the cons to that to that same uh, decision is, okay, I know that check-in day is coming up. I know I'm going to have to step on the scale. I know that these are my goals. And when you go to eat that, Yes, you gave yourself five minutes of gratification, but whatever was a stress on your plate, then it magically go away. It's still there and it might only get worse. And now on top of whatever stress you have, now you have the stress of the guilt knowing that you did something that was not aligned with your plan. It's not aligned with your goals whatsoever. It might completely wreck your digestion depending on what the choice was and depending on how indulgent you actually were with it. Uh, it's likely going to impact your, 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 your check-in. It might impact your sleep if it's, if it's alcohol related. Cause that's, that's obviously one of the other things, you know, if it's not food, it's alcohol. If it's not food or alcohol, it might be some sort of a drug. Uh, everybody has their vice of some sort. I don't know anybody that doesn't have a vice. So it's important to kind of recognize these things in the moment though, so that you can, again, think about, okay, what are the, what are they going to be the, the trickle down effect? What are the dominoes that are going to be knocked over by this one decision right now? And Time and time again, what that's going to lead to is tomorrow or right after that meal, maybe not even tomorrow, literally five, 10 minutes after you're going to be like, fuck, I know I shouldn't have done that. And now you feel bad for it. And not that we want to feel bad about food, um, but at the same time, like, yeah, you're, you're, you're not moving in the direction that you say you want to go into. And so you're going to feel bad about it. Even if it's not about the exact food, you're, you're feeling bad over, over the next few days. And so to me, that, that, that doesn't. I know it doesn't make sense, but it um, it's not worth it. And I think you sitting here logically, not eating that food at the moment, maybe not going through stresses. Logically, we can think about that and think, yeah, you, you're right. It's definitely not worth it. You know, there's so many other wins that are going to happen if I stick to my exact thing. So like I said, the first thing is to be able to recognize and know yourself and know when you're getting stressed and know what what are your old habits that, that you've always done when you are stressed. And once you can recognize those things and point those things out, that's the first step into to making the change. So then let's look at the things that are going to replace that stress. Um, one personal example, last Saturday. So I had um, four or five new clients starting. Um, I had a busy work week at work. 
Um, I had clients and some other things that kind of popped up on Saturday. Um, and I had, what was it? Thursday night. Um, I had told Nicole, I was like, Hey, to my, I'm gonna have to work a little bit harder. Cause I, I've got check-ins I got to get to. I got new clients that, that I need to get their programs out to. And then we ended up finding a, a couch on Facebook marketplace. We've been looking for a new couch for our living room, a little bit bigger one. So we found one and that was the only time we could go get it. So Nicole's dad came over, we went and got that. So I didn't get to do all the work that I'd plan on doing. Well, then the following night, we were going out to dinner with my my parents and we were going to go see Dave Attell at um, a comedian at Kansas City Improv in Zona Rosa. So I knew that day was already shot. So then really the only time I really got to do any work on check-ins or client programming was Friday morning from like 6 a.m. And actually I had, a, I had a Zoom call that started at like 5.45 um, in the morning on Thursday or uh, my podcast with, with Caleb, my other coach. So I had all these reasons why all my work got pushed off into Friday. And then on Friday, I knew we had dinner plans with some friends of Nicole's, uh, or friends of mine as well. And she was still going to go to, I was like, listen, I, I got so much shit right now. I'm super stressed. And this is going to be three days in a row that I'm not going to get to the gym. Uh, plus they're, they're making whatever food. I think they were having lasagna over there. It was like, that's, that's three straight days that my macros are gonna be messed up. My food's gonna be messed up. And I just feel like shit at the moment. I'm already overwhelmed with, with work stress. I just need a moment. So during that stress time, literally, I, I haven't even had this thought in years, but I was like, God damn, just grabbing a drink sounds amazing right now. You know, going out and getting some all-you-can-eat sushi by myself. It sounds amazing right now. But I stopped the moment and was like, you know what? Right now, what I'm actually missing is going to get a workout in. It's been a couple of days and that's going to be my good release. So I first time in since I was uh, early 20s, probably, probably in college, that I decided to go to the gym on Saturday night at 7 p.m. and hit legs. And it was a great workout. I got on the Stairmaster, walked for some extra time because I, I, I had uh, a little bit of free time to do it. So once I got my check-ins done, is what I'm saying, is when I went to, to the gym. And I felt amazing because of it. I came home, still hit my macros, and that reduced my stress. So I found what was uh, my triggers. I had to stay in and get my work done. It wasn't just something I could push off the next day because it was your guys' check-ins. And then I also hadn't gotten to work out. So I handled my stress in a way that was positive. It was productive. It moved me in the right direction. Um, so that 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 was that was key. And usually that doesn't happen a whole, whole lot to me. Um, but when it did, I was proud of myself for making that that choice. And I didn't let that stress compound into a negative choice that would have allowed me you know, to feel worse and worse and worse in that position. So I'll kind of get off my rambling that I just got into. But I would love to hear from from any of you guys. You know, do do you um, are you able to stop and reflect before you make the poor decision when it comes to you know cheating on your diet or cheating on your goals, whatever the case is? Give you guys a moment to think. Unmute yourself. Let me know if you're thinking about it. Also, if you have clementines on your diet plan or fruits, um, there's these. Uh, sumo sumo uh cuties or sumo clementines or something i don't know they're the size of a regular orange but they're clementines and they are freaking incredible so if you see those highly encourage you guys to pick them up um anyway though not hearing anything from any anybody at the moment but i'm sure that you can all relate on some way um somehow with this i think for me it was the biggest kicker was uh starting off like once you got the habit going and then maintaining it and having some people around you that were kind of they're like oh food is my love like uh, is their love language and they're like oh let me get you food let me get you this and i had to explain to them like i love you but this is what i'm trying to get at more for anything else yeah 
But so, um, yeah. so you just communicate with that person when when you were kind of feeling that way. Yeah, but as far as like getting in like stress and stuff like that, I mean, for me, if I get if I like if I have to fall for that temptation or anything like that, I'm choosing. I've gotten better at making that the decision. Like, okay, I'm really craving one extra rice cake, and I like look at it, and I'm like one, and then I can keep myself from just being like, just that's it. Yeah. Or oh, there's these like you mentioned the clementines or the oranges. I love the oranges. As like, so I let the acidity like, no, we're gonna get rid of that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, well, it's good that you can kind of stop and and, and reflect in the moment and mm-hmm. be able to kind of pump the brakes whenever you are kind of feeling that that indulgence with it. Um, thanks for sharing, Soli. I appreciate it, brother. Um, looks like Ariel Cell uh, said, "For me, the logical thinking is easy." So yeah, exactly. Like right now, it's we all know this. It all all totally makes sense. Um, but it's hard not to self-gratify simply because I know I can do it anyway. She said, um, why wait for cheat day when it could be today, which is very, very true. Um, and if you still have your cheat in that, this, this is why it's important to kind of plan ahead, but also be able to be adaptable. Now, uh, if you haven't had your cheat, your cheat meal yet, then yeah, you can make that your, your cheat meal. Uh, you know, for me on, um, on Saturday night, I didn't want it to be a cheat meal only because, I'd already ate out Thursday with Nicole's dad when we went and picked up the couch. And then I, uh, I fit into my macros, but still wasn't the, the healthiest of foods. Um, and then Friday night, same thing, you know, at the, the, the comedy show. Now there, I made a good choice. I just got uh, chicken and, um, and broccoli on the side and then just enjoyed the show. But um, no, you're hundred percent. Why, why not just make today the cheat meal? And that's fine. But if, if you haven't formulated some of these mindsets and these habits Generally, especially if you're just now starting off, if you're going to make today a cheat meal because you're stressed out, well, what happens when you're stressed tomorrow or in two days from now? You know, you've already you've already had out that cheat meal. And one thing that makes it easier is, well, fuck, I've already I've only done it once. It's easier to say yes to it again. Um, you know, so once you kind of open up those floodgates a little bit and giving into that, uh, unless you are really experienced and really, really disciplined, it's hard to shut that off. Um, I have a, I have a client that is a, is a teacher. She was on maternity leave. She's just now going back, back to, uh, back to school. And she said, uh, whatever school she's down in Texas, she said, um, they, they provide lunch for the, the teachers, which is awesome. That's a great district. I wish I worked for that district, but then again, I don't, because I don't want the, the food provided to me. She said, it's really tasty, but it's pretty unhealthy usually. Um, and you know, it's going to be hard to avoid that temptation. So, you know, the, the best advice I can give to that is, if you go in day one on, on Monday, Monday, and you go and indulge in that, you go enjoy that because you haven't seen all these co-works for a while and you don't take your lunch with you or you take it and choose not to eat it. Once you do it on that Monday, you're likely going to end up doing it more times than not, because now you've kind of opened up that, that, that door with it. Whereas if you go in there and say that, no, this is my plan. I'm, I'm sticking to this meal. You're going to get your, you're going to the lounge to go see those, those other teachers and to reconnect with your friends and your colleagues. You're not going there for the food. Um, the food is a, a bonus if that's what you're going to eat. But if you just come prepared, then you can still stick to it. You can still have the socialization time, but then you can walk away from that lunch, not feeling bad about it or not being like, Oh fuck. Now I got to completely drop my carbs the rest of the day and drop my fat the rest of the day because I made this, this spur of the moment decision. Um, yeah. So, uh, Evan says recently had my grandmother's, uh, celebration of life in Wichita last weekend and was surrounded by a lot of comfort food. Uh, that may have been the, the first time I've ever only ate from the fruit and veggie platter. Awesome. 
and ate none of the emotional food because I envisioned Mark and saying, yo, do you need that question mark? Um, so, so Evan, no, that, that's a, that's a great example of that, you know, especially in those circumstances, uh, when, when great emotions like that, you know, I lost my grandma, who was one of my best friends a couple of years ago, and that was extremely tough and emotional. Um, and, and in your situation, that comfort food would, would have made you feel better in the moment. But then once the week goes by, you still lost your grandma, still a sad, emotional time. And you could have had that the scale be up 10 pounds, or you could come back and be right on track. And now, you know, this week, I know that Evan, you, you hit a new low, you know, would that have happened if you would have indulged? Probably not. So now you don't have the the negative of your grandma and the scale going up and you're not reaching your goals, but now you're still trending in the right direction. Uh, cause, cause, that little bit of extra food wouldn't have done anything for you other than a few moments of gratification in your mouth. Um, and then, and then you're still duck, you know, stuck still dealing with the same exact stress that you had before eating that. So that honestly, a, a great decision there with that, Evan. And, and, and another thing. Um, so Evan is a financial planner um, and he is in a BNI uh, uh, networking group um, invited me to, I had the day off work. So I went up there today and this is a good example of it. It was at T shots and um up in up in the northland and they i don't think the food was provided we would have to pay for it but uh we could have gotten food there uh half of our table that we were sitting at did get uh, a cheeseburger it was a hawaiian burger it looked tasty i'm sure it was delicious um i wasn't going to say anything if evan would have chose to get it um but he did not so great great job with that evan but but so kind of what my thought going into was i was like okay it's around lunchtime they're probably going to serve food of some sort so I ate a meal right before I went, and I knew that the reason why I was going to Tea Shots was not for the food. I was going there for the connection side of it. I was going because it invited me, and I was going because it would be a good opportunity for me to, to, to meet some new people. I wasn't going there for the food. And if I was going out to have a cheat meal, I'm probably not going to go to Tea Shots. Not, no hate on their food, but I'm going to pick somewhere that I really want to go to to go eat and not just have a spur of the moment cheeseburger because it's there. You know, so I ate ahead of time. I brought a protein shake with me. So as soon as I got in the car, I smashed that, went to the gym, had a great workout. If I would have chose to indulge in that on a Wednesday in the middle of the week, especially before check-in day, now I've just, you know, I, I've just set myself up for failure in multiple different ways. And, you know, if I would have had that burger, probably wouldn't have felt like going to the gym right afterwards. My stomach would have probably hurt because it's, again, a, a cheeseburger at a restaurant, which isn't going to make you feel amazing. Um, so Evan, Congrats on that. I was going to say that as well. He said he would have got the set, the wedge salad, but not spending $20 on salad. I feel that as well. And if you would have gotten the wedge salad, Evan, um, or anybody else, I always recommend getting the, uh, getting the, the dressing on the side, um, whenever you can, usually vinaigrettes are going to be a little bit better than like a ranch or a blue cheese dressing. That's going to be loaded with, you know, a, a lot of fat, but, um, any, any, any dressing that you decide to get though, get on the side so that you can use it sparingly, use enough to get the taste to enjoy the salad, but not, um, you know, get the full dose that they're going to try to give you. Um, good, good question on that. Now, Evan had another question. This is totally unrelated to our topic, but he, but he asked this at the very beginning, um, had a question on potassium. My fitness pal said I should never, I should have, um, 3,500 milligram. I've never come close to that amount in a day. This is, um, even with the potassium supplement, is that a real amount to get to? Uh, am I missing something? Is my fitness pal wrong? So again, coming back to my fitness pal. Um, so a lot of the foods that are on my fitness pal um, are just like Wikipedia, like I've always kind of said, so people can go in there and create these foods. So whoever, you know, whatever, whatever, if you're getting bananas on there, um, there's not like some 
banana food processor that's saying that these are the exact macros. Um, and when somebody does go create a food in there, including myself, whenever I go create a new food that maybe I don't see, or I think the macros are all off on it and I want to create my own on there, I'm only worried about proteins, fats, um, and carbs, and then sometimes sugar and fiber. And then that obviously gives you a calorie as well, but I'm not worried about all the micronutrients when I'm going to go log that. So that could be a big factor in why it is that you are, are not getting close to your you know potassium amounts and stuff like that. And really most of us here, I, I don't even know if everybody can see that. I don't know if you have the paid version, if you have to have the paid version or not, but so I would assume that as well. And honestly, if you're taking a potassium supplement on top of things, if you're taking a multivitamin and includes potassium, which which most things will, um, if you're taking any sort of electrolyte products, which um, actually this spurs up another another thought. Um, Dexter the other day asked me about um, if he should be having um, he has uh, Himalayan pink salt in the cabinet. He was like, "Do I need to be adding this to my meals?" Um, I know I, at one point I was supposed to. I said yes. So uh, that's another thing on here as well is um, unless you have like really really bad. Uh, you know, high blood pressure or things like that. Ultimately, when it comes to salting your food, go for it. Um, you're not eating out at restaurants all the time. Um, you're not eating a whole lot of processed foods. And those are usually the two places that, you know, a lot of people with high blood pressure have issues with is they're constantly eating out. They have a shitty diet and they're eating a lot of processed foods. So their sodium intake is just way, way high. And they're, they're not drinking near enough water either. So none of that's getting flushed out either. So that's why their sodium is, is such a big problem. Um, whereas if you're meal prepping a lot of your own foods, you're doing things in a healthy manner, you're not eating out a whole lot, then you're not really getting much sodium at all. And sodium is great for us. We need a, a good amount of sodium uh, in our diet. So you should definitely, and I put this on pretty much everybody's diet plan as well. They're at the bottom, but you might not be seeing it is, um, you know, salt, at least a couple of your meals. You can do sea salt, which is always great. You can do Himalayan pink salt um, or even just iodized uh, regular table salt. Um, which I do that on two of my meals. And I do uh, Himalayan pink salt or sea salt on a third and maybe even a fourth meal as well. Um, I do the table salt because of the iodine in it. So my thyroid numbers in the past have kind of struggled a little bit. Um, and sometimes, you know, the, there are iodine deficiencies um, depending on what your current diet looks like. So I do, I do uh, about six or seven shakes of iodized table salt on two meals. And then, like I said, I do um, six or seven shakes or twists, cranks, whatever kind of salt you're using on another meal as well. Um, so a little unrelated topic, but there you go. Um, all right, cool. So really, that that's really about it, though. So coming back to what this whole conversation was about was using food as a therapist, using food as a, as a source of comfort to make us feel better. And ultimately, it's not just you can't just snap your fingers and, and all that stuff go away. Uh, but what you can do is be more in the moment, more reflective um, and, and, and recognize these things quicker prior to you actually making that cheat. Ask yourself, is this really going to make me feel better? Is this going to solve any of those problems? And, you know, if it's, and, and, and if you have a cheat meal to spare, fantastic. You want to utilize it then, but don't allow that to become your crutch. Every time that you feel stressed or overwhelmed, you're having a bad day, you just turn to food with it. But one other perk to learning how to track your macros, which is why I'm so big on you guys learning how to do this and really practicing that uh, that skill set is that you can track your macros, you come home stressed, um, and you need to hit, you need to eat some food, and you come home stressed and you want some tasty food. Maybe you you want something from this this new meal planner that I have for you. Um, 
boom, if you know how to track your macros, you can easily fit that stuff in. You know, you can easily figure out whatever that, that kind of indulgent food is and go for it. But, you know, another, another strategy here is also finding good replacements for it. You know, instead of maybe you're craving pancakes in, a, in, in, a, in the heat of the moment and you want to go to IHOP, maybe instead of doing that, use some Kodiak cakes, make some pancakes at home. You're literally going to get like a third of the carbs. You're going to get some protein and fiber out of it. And you're going to stay much more closely aligned with your diet versus going overboard on something like that. Um, so that's where we're coming down to, to learning that variety, learning that, that the macro tracking skill will help you as well in these times of need. Um, so yeah, that's what I got for you guys. I appreciate you all being here today. Um, any, any other thoughts, questions, comments, um, as always, you know, if you don't want to share out loud, please, um, you know, drop a, drop a comment here in the, in the chat, if you have anything else with it. Gonna say, um, for me, it's really hard to say no to peer pressure, and I'm getting a lot better at it. And I find that the more you tell people no, the more they kind of start realizing that you're serious about your diet, and the, the less they stop, they like stop asking you. That's a that's a that's a great point. Um, you're you're exactly right. And this kind of I was actually gonna say this earlier too. I forgot to say it is, uh, but we've always talked about it on here is is having those community, you know, the, those conversations with your, your friends and your family, the people that you're always around your coworkers and things like that. And so, you know, number one, start by maybe telling them what you're doing, why you're doing it, why it's important to you. You know, you're not asking them to make any changes, but just to support that you're making those changes. Uh, but again, just like you just said, you know, if, if, if those people that you're around friends, family, coworkers, whoever they are, they say, Hey, you want to go eat this and you give into it. They're more likely to ask you again and again and again, even if you originally said that you had these goals. Um, if they see that you have this this weak will, you know, they're not the one on the diet. So they're going to go out to eat and they're going to say, hey, you want to come with me? Well, if you already said yes once, probably going to say yes again. And so then that becomes a thing as well. And then you kind of get stuck in this rut of, of now you've created these habits and these routines and these the, the social time that's based around food with these friends. Um and then that becomes kind of that that new expectation. So then you also want to be disciplined in that, but that doesn't mean you you can't go and do these things with with these people. It's about planning ahead. So if you're just, if, if they want to go out and get a drink, yeah, I'll go with you, but I'm not going to get a drink. Um, you know, if they want to go out to lunch, eat your eat your lunch and then go on out there. You know, depending on where you're going, maybe you're eating in a park. I don't know. Um, take your take your meal with you, and they can do that. If they're ordering food in, you already if you came prepared to work with your with your food or whatever, then then perfect. And if you are going to go out to eat, then just, you know, look at the menu ahead of time, try to get a game plan in about what you're going to do and what you're going to ask for when it comes to, to your meal. Uh, but so Kaylee does, uh, I mean, it sounds like you, you've improved at that. So at the very start, I'm sure that was a bigger struggle. Um, did you have those, those conversations with those, those, those people? Um, or was it just a matter of just, you know, turning them down a couple of times? So I work at a bar, so I'm always around booze and food. So usually when I get off, a lot of my regulars are my friends and they'll be like, let me buy you a drink. Let me buy you a drink. And I'll be like, I have to go to the gym. They're like, you can just have one. So then I'd sit there and I'd have one. Then one would be two. Then two would be three. Then I'm not going to the gym. Yeah, definitely not. And, and um, it's kind of like the saying, like misery loves company. And so they're like, let's share some nachos. Let's share some fried mushrooms. Yep. So if you're doing it with them, then they don't feel as bad about themselves that they're doing it. That's 100% correct. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy you brought that up because I feel like that's not even just, just friends and family and coworkers that's our spouses sometimes, 
um, you know, that that's the people who we, we, we live with because, and I, that this is another reason why, you know, I, I prefer if I'm working with one person in a relationship, I like to work with both people um, or at least know that the other person has their own goals and maybe they're, maybe they're really good with nutrition. Maybe it's just you that, that needs help with it. But um, like you said, misery does love company. People want to, um, you know, some people feel a little bit triggered and a little bit upset when other people kind of talk about losing weight or making these lifestyle changes. Um, and it's not because you're doing it, it's because it makes them reflect on their own thing, right? whether it's, whether it's conscious or it's subconscious, they, they know that their habits are not aligned with longevity, with health, with feeling good. They feel like shit. They don't like where they're at, but they haven't made the steps or they don't have the knowledge or whatever to, to, to make the changes they need to. So when you say you're doing it, it makes them automatically feel bad about it. And if they can self-sabotage, if they can sabotage you, again, even if it's just subconsciously, even with, with, with not poor intent, um, then they don't have to feel bad about what they're doing. And again, same thing happens with with relationships when one person wants to start going to the gym and really take control of their life. Uh, and that usually starts and ends with health. Um, when one person wants to, if the other person's not totally on board, there can definitely be some friction. Even if they're like, yeah, go to the gym, honey, or yeah, go eat that healthy food. They're still bringing home shitty food. They're still eating whatever. They're still not going to the gym and things like that. And even if they might verbally be supportive, but then all of their actions are only making it more difficult. Like, Hey, I know you're on a diet, but Hey, you want to go get, you know, Applebee's or you want me to bring home pizza or whatever the case is, they're not truly being supportive then. And that's, that's honestly super, super frustrating. And I, I feel for anybody in that, in that, in that situation, uh, because you have the best of intentions, but then your significant other isn't, isn't being extremely supportive of it. Um, and they're, they're only tearing down what, what you want to do. And then that again, comes back to making you feel like you can't stick to something when in reality you were doing just fine, but the person who you're closest with was making shit real difficult on you. So that's again, why it comes back to having these, these serious conversations. In my opinion, if, if you're in a relationship, having the conversation about you making these changes for you and why it's super important, and ideally you do it together, but at least that, that you stick to this. I mean, that's as important as, as anything else in, in, in the terms of relationship, you know, that's just as important as talking about money and, and, and finances and how to raise children and all that good stuff is talking about, you know, your, your health goals, your health habits that you either have or want to create. Um, you've got to have those conversations up front when you're first starting this stuff. Otherwise, you know, you can't really expect to be, some, you know, somebody to be super on board or super supportive, whatever it is you're doing. Kaylee, I appreciate you you bringing up those two two items. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so I've told them no enough that now if I have a bad day and I'm like, man, I really want to drink. They're like, nope, go to the gym. Or if they have some like leftover food and I'm like, that looks good. And they're like, throw it away. Don't eat it. That's awesome. So, so just because you have showed discipline now in your weak moments, the people who do care about you that at one point were making it difficult on you are now super yeah. supportive. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that obviously means that they're, they're good friends. And they obviously care about you. Um, right. Because they know in your moments of weakness, you know, they, they can be a support system versus somebody that, that's just ready to bring you down with it. So that's a sign of a good friend. Um, and, and obviously a lot of credit goes to you and being disciplined in those, in those initial uh, steps. Good job, Kaylee. Anybody else got anything? Like I said, drop it down in the chat if you don't want to share out loud with it. Uh, I was going to quickly add to that. Like, uh, I had I struggled with like at first, like saying no to people. Um, but I've kind of seen kind of like a ripple effect happen from it. 
like people after like after so many times of like saying no and then like people seeing like uh, kind of like my goals and seeing like the results it kind of made them reconsider and I ain't trying to brag but like my couple of my brothers have joined uh, my mom my cousins some of my friends and even people that haven't joined like my fiance her parents like they're now trying to make like better choices yeah and they've said you know because of uh, they seeing like my habits and stuff like that it kind of reminds them that uh, they need to get back on track or that they can do better so so just want to point out that it kind of has like a ripple ripple effect and it kind of keeps you in check too yeah so whenever I make bad choices people around me making good choices so I'm less likely to do it again exactly I mean that's a that's a that's a great thing that you just pointed out you know you're you're leading by example um and and that's contagious. You know, if you're doing the right thing, um, you know, people respect that. And especially when they see that you've stuck to it long enough that you've truly changed your life because if you change the trajectory of it, your, your body looks better, your energy is better. Like you're crushing on all these levels that, that you're that positive influence in everybody's life around you. And like you said, I mean, you've referred like 10 different people, like all, all the, the closest people, like you just mentioned in your life have either joined TLF because of you. And now they are reaping the benefits as well, or, they're at least just being more mindful. They're at least making some choices on their own that are better aligned with that longevity and where they want to be at. And that's all thanks to, you know, the legwork that, that you did. And then, like you said, now you've created this, this giant network around you of all the closest people with you um, that are totally supportive. So now, you know, we talked about your, your stresses and stuff that you you have going on right now, you know, trying to buy a house, you know, planning a wedding, all that good stuff, you know, stress start, starts kind of building up. So if all the people around you were still living unhealthy lifestyles, eating like shit, drinking, you know, partying, do whatever the case is, um, then it'd be easier for you to go right back into that. Now, because they have sort of adopting your new lifestyle habits, you're you're not nearly as tempted to go do that stuff. So it's it's amazing to see that. And honestly, every single person within TLF, that, that's one of my favorite things because I, I know that by you changing your life, by one person within TLF changing life, it has that ripple effect. And you can be a leader for your friends and your family, you know, especially if you have children. Your your kids are going to grow up seeing your new healthy habits. And that should always be a giant motivator, um, you know, than, than, than anything else. Uh, so, yeah, Dexter, I appreciate you pointing that out, brother. I think my favorite thing about the whole food situation is how I changed my mindset on it for a while. Like you mentioned about how, like, I had to change that. Like you mentioned earlier, like, oh, as a kid, like, oh, you got good grades. You get an ice cream sandwich or something like that. And I lived on that for like the longest time. My dad had, my dad and I had the biggest sweet tooth. We made the most God awful dentist cringing Sundays there ever was on fun days like that. But then the minute I flipped my switch to food's not there to celebrate to fuel, I mean, that seems like a kind of a black and white way to look at it, but it worked out for me just because I was like, all right, here's this. I do go out and celebrate when it's appropriate, birthday parties and the other celebration, but it's more or less like once I got rid of the idea of like, oh, this is this is just for me. It's like, no, this is fuel for my body. Then yes. it all changed out for me on this one. Uh, yeah. And it's helped me greatly for meal prep too. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Well, I mean, like you said, um, there are times and there's places um, there, there are all the, there's so many occasions built into our, our weeks and our months and our years that don't worry about the diet. Don't worry about the workout. Don't worry about what's going into your body. Just enjoy yourself. But that's not a daily occurrence. 
and it shouldn't ever be a daily occurrence. You know, I even talk about that with, but with my elementary school kids, like, you know, when we're talking about nutrition, I am quick to say, I love, I love cookies. That's my favorite thing in the world to eat. I love cookies. I like, I like all the, the unhealthy stuff like that, but, but should we have that every single day? Should we have that every, every single meal? Definitely not. Um, like, you know, Saturdays are my cookie days. Obviously that's even a lie to the kids. I don't even eat them on then, but I want them to just see that <laughs> we don't have to avoid that type of stuff all, you know, um, forever. It's just finding a better balance. You know, your, your habits on a daily basis should be aligned with who you want to be, how you want to feel, you know, all of your ideals, um, whether that be for tomorrow or for five years or for 30 years from now, um, that's where your daily habits, your daily actions, your daily mindsets, your daily choices need to be aligned with. And then the one-off time that you choose to eat something else, you're totally fine. You know, last night, um, Nicole and I went to a concert up in, up in Lawrence and we had, um, we had Italian food before that. I usually want to have a cheat meal on Tuesday. And you know what? I'm probably going to be a little bit loose with, with a, a meal or two later on this week as well. Um, but the reason why I can do that and why it's not a detriment to my progress, why it's not a detriment to my mindset and how I feel about myself is because I've consistently done the boring work. I've consistently done the stuff that truly makes up a healthy lifestyle for so long that, you know, what if I, if I just went and binge the entire week, my weight's going to go up a little bit, but nothing about my habits or my mindset or my, my routines will actually be changed because of it. And that's because of all the groundwork that I've done for years and years and years, that it's not a big enough deal. But if you're fresh into this and you go binge for a whole week, you haven't built up that, that, that mental toughness or that, that discipline or the, the true habits and the true routines that are actually, you know, absolute staples in your life. Um, so when you're first getting started, this stuff, you, you, You've got to have, you've got to really be focused on building that discipline, building those habits, building all that stuff. And like I said before, you know, it's about, it's about doing the, the boring work, the stuff that really works. You want to just keep recreating that. You want to just keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. And that's how you get the results. But that's also how you build the, the, the balance in your life that, that you need to have. Um, so yeah, Soli, I, I appreciate your, your thoughts there, man. Unfortunately, this is not a Mandarin sumo. This is just, it was labeled wrong. I thought these were the, the Mandarin Sumos and it was freaking navel oranges. I didn't realize that till I bought them. Still decent though. Anywho, um, anybody else got any any thoughts, any questions, any any struggles that you're dealing with? I do want to point out real quick. Um, um, not on here. Uh, Katrina earlier, not to really call her out, but this isn't even a bad thing. She was dealing with a little bit of, um, when I say mental struggles, just just kind of, you know, the, the all or nothing mindset that we've talked about in here a lot as well. And, um, you know, she had, I made that post in the, the Facebook TLF group and she had, you know, said that she didn't check in last week because of, um, um, she had had a bad week and didn't want to talk about it essentially um, because there was nothing really to report. But, you know, I said that that's obviously the most important week to check in. This is kind of a, it's always been a trend that I've always seen within TLF. The people who are consistently showing up for themselves, even if it's just on check-in day, no, no other day during the week, they're just showing up on check-in day are the ones who eventually get to where they want to, or at least even if they don't physically get to where they want to be while, the, you know, while they're with me, they've actually built the habits and the mindsets and, and, and the, the knowledge they need to, to, to carry them on for the next you know decades of their life um, and do so in a healthy way, in a balanced way and things like that. But when you're not checking in, you're essentially just writing off. You're, you're essentially just saying that 
I, I'm not here to really develop habits. I was here for some sort of quick fix and, and um, I'm not getting it at the moment. So I really not talk about it this week and you've got to show up on those check-in days. But my point in bringing up Katrina though, she, she, she asked me, Hey, can we hop on a phone call this week. Um, and so that's exactly what we did. So if you are struggling uh, with, with literally anything, don't struggle in silence. Don't sit there and not talk about it. Um, you know, I will make time for you at, at some way, shape or form. And, and when, when I leave teaching after this year, I'll have even more time to do so. So, you know, use me on all that stuff, you know, obviously text me, message me, ask, ask questions and stuff, um, ideally in the app, obviously, but, you know, let me know whenever you're having these struggles. And if we need to hop on a phone call, you know, just, just let me know that you, that that's where you're at and that's what you need. Cause if I don't know what I don't know, you've, you've got to communicate these things. And, and again, as I just said, you know, I'll reiterate one more time, check in, always check in the worst weeks that you have are the most treat those as mandatory weeks to check in. Um, and all the years I've had coaches, I've never once missed a check-in day. Um, even if it's just short and brief, even if I'm, you know, unless I'm traveling, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to be out of town this week, then I might not be checking in, but any other time I'm checking in with it. Um, and I, and I'm being truthful. I'm being honest about my struggles. I'm being detailed and whatever my struggles were so that my coach that I'm paying for knows what's going on with me and can give me grace or they can give me you know, the accountability I need, maybe the kick in the ass, maybe the, the, the adjustment and whatever it is that I'm doing, um, or just might say, Hey, you know, go, go just get back on track and, and go crush this week. Um, but I know that if I'm not checking in, I'm not showing up for myself and I'm never going to reach my goals. If I'm not doing that hard thing of being accountable and communicating these things. So that's where we're at with it though. But anyway, though, friends, um, I got to get rolling. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful Wednesday night, and I will talk talk to you guys on check-in day. Thanks, Marcus. Thanks for the book. Thanks, Marcus. Oh, did you guys all get it? I forgot to ask about that. Yes. You might, you might yeah. want to send it to everybody just in case, because I think it's, it'll delete after you turn off the recording. Okay. Um. I didn't make note of everybody that was on here. So what I would recommend is go ahead and copy and paste that real quick before I get out of this. In the okay. chat. Or text me. Send it to you individually. Should have okay. Been. Yeah, I want first access to it. Yep. Y'all can say bye if y'all want to. Bye. <laughs> That's Lynn and Abigail. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. You're laughing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, I meant to ask, where'd you get the clementines from? Well, this is just a regular navel orange. Um, it's a grocery but, store, duh. Yeah, definitely. Oh. <laughs> but, Dexter, your background noise is crazy, my dude. <laughs> Mandarin, the mandarin oranges, though, um, or the man, the sumo mandarins, whatever the hell they're called. Those were, I know Trader Joe's has them. Price Shopper had them down the street from me, but all those were like rotten in, inside the bag, so I didn't get those. And then the, the right next to it, it said a sign that said Mandarin, uh, Mandarin uh, Sumos, and they freaking were labeled wrong because it wasn't there. So I don't know exactly where you can find them at. I think that it's it, they're they're short lived. I don't think I mean I've never seen them before, but I don't think they're just like in season year round either. Though I could be wrong. Why would you show me something if I can't have it? God damn it, Mars. <laughs> Google it. I don't know where else to find it, though. Trader Joe's. Like <laughs> Trader Joe's. And there's only like one of those in the city. So good luck. Yeah. 
Um, but we'll see you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.